Hello, everybody. MegazardX here. Back at it again to give you another very exciting Zarkast podcast. I know, unfortunately, I was trying to do this yesterday, and then some things caught, caught up, and I was like, well, shoot. I'm not going to be able to do it tonight, so I had to push it off till Monday. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But here, I've got quite a bit of stuff to go through and talk about tonight, including some breaking news in terms of the Marvel side of things. So I'm kind of glad I'm going to be able to talk about that with a quick turnaround, though. But before I get any further along, I got my buddy over here, Sonic U. How's it going, man? Hello. All right, there we go. All right, so, whew, man. If it sounds like I'm out of breath, it's because right before this show started, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't have my water. Because usually I got my water over here on the side. And then I was like, crap, I need I need to run over there and get it. And then I'm back up here, though. So I'm still trying to catch my breath for a little bit. Because, man, I, I felt like I ran a 100-meter dash. I don't know why. But anyway, though, so I got a lot of stuff talked about. A good chunk of Marvel stuff. Like, shoot. Like, th there's there's one little pop culture thing I want to talk about with Marvel. Um, there's another one with She-Hulk. I've got to talk about. Uh, Doctor Strange a little bit because I finally got to see the movie. Did I say She-Hulk already? And then Lord, I mean, Thor, Love and Thunder. So I got all of that to talk about. Um, in terms of the gaming stuff, there's quite a bit of stuff from the Nintendo front with like some Nintendo Switch Online stuff that got updated recently. Then also got to go through their Nintendo fiscal reports. Then on the PlayStation side of things, uh, they gave out some of their little earnings and stuff like that. Got some more details on PlayStation Plus. Going to go over that. And then also on the Xbox side of things, talk about a lot of Xbox a whole bunch, though. But there is some little things with a couple of delays of a couple of games and kind of through the Internet in a little tizzy or whatever. Though. So we got to talk about that in their management, as well as a few other things with multiverses and stuff like that, that DC or I say DC, but technically Warner Brothers is releasing, though. So quite a bit of stuff to talk about and a little bit more in the in-between, though. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump straight up into that um, pop culture segment. All right, in terms of the pop culture stuff, uh, we don't even have that much that's like just the regular pop culture stuff, but we do have some stuff with the Marvel side of things, though. And I did want to kind of talk about the Iron Man statue um that they actually managed to put out somewhere over there in europe because i was like i was like i was kind of shocked by this but you know we, we know the story about behind iron man and stuff and how he he made that noble sacrifice and with it you know he you know that's it for his little story over there in the mcu though and i was trying to pull up the little details for it over here because i'm trying to remember what was the, na the name of the town of it it's in italy 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 yeah it, it, yeah, it's literally in Italy, and they it's were just doing Fort, it for. Fort, it's oh, called Forte, Forte de Marmi. Yeah, that's it the was, name of the town. Oh yeah, oh thank goodness you said that because I would not even know the name of the town or how to pronounce that though. But yeah, it, it's kind of cool just to see that out there in the middle of Italy. I was like, huh, I get. They might have some diehard Iron Man thing. I'm gonna have to, you know, if if I ever were to run over there to Europe, I'm gonna have to swing by by over there in uh pay tribute to that little statue or whatever though i'll be i'll be, I'll be over there trying to take my picture next to her or whatever though because i don't know the fact that RDJ, they got the statue over there um party j like talked about it or whatever oh really no i'm, I'm wondering if he did wow hmm. on Goodness. iron man's statue yeah, the um, fact they put that there 
they they got some really good class. I will say. I don't see any of him hmm. talking about it. But that's cool though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was like, out of all the heroes, I kind of like how they did Iron Man. I guess the second one you probably could do is Captain America though. But I did like that though. So that I want it kind of makes me think. Here, if it was Captain America. Yeah, that is true, and it kind of makes me think. I. I, I mean, they made so many movies in the span of like what were like what thirteen, fourteen years in the MCU. It makes me think: did they? Sh- yeah, twelve years. Did they shoot? They might have shot a movie or one of their movies over there in that area. Kind of makes me think. Maybe no, Iron Man two. Remember, like. Oh, okay, okay. That's what it was. I was like, I was like, this looks familiar, but I just couldn't think of which movie it was. But okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense now. Now, now I'm now I'm seeing the full picture though. So yeah, that is pretty cool. I like that. But yeah, but it wasn't too much to say on that though. I just kind of wanted to mention it here real quick though. But we'll go ahead and move over um, to the next topic. And here we go with some of the movies because I finally got to go through and watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Unfortunately, I was able to see it on opening night. I was kind of waiting to see it with my whole family, so I did have to push it off for about ten or eleven days or something like that though. But I did get to see it recently. And man, oh man, that was a movie. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Because I was kind of wondering about it. And I, I and I, I and for those that might be worried about it, I'm not going to go into spoilers territory though. I'm just going to kind of give my overall impressions in a broad sense. But I was kind of worried about like who's the villain going to be for this movie though. And I was like, "Well, kind of looking at the trailers they gave us so far, it's not going to be like a typical villain because you you kind of get that from the first two trailers that were drop out for." And I was like. Oh, so it's going to go that kind of route, is it? And I was like, oh, I was like, those WandaVision fans, I was like, bro, I knew, I know they were going to be in for a rough one. It's kind of funny you say that because, like, I remember Dan asking me, do you think, well, who do you think is the villain? And I told him, he's like, yeah, you got it. I didn't, I didn't watch the movie. I already know who the villain was. It was so obvious. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, looking back at it, if you looked at all the trailers, I mean, it kind of makes sense. They're trying to, it's interesting, like, they didn't really necessarily tell you a whole bunch, but if you know anything about movies and how many movies you probably watch by now, you can kind of put two and two together and figure it out. But I kind of, looking back at those trailers, I don't remember seeing too much of the overall big arching plot showcased off on there. And it, it's kind of weird because I don't think even one of the star characters outside of Doctor Strange, uh, I, won't, I won't necessarily mention her name or anything like that, though, but... It, but you know who I'm talking about, Sonic Q, though. But the whole premise of how the multiverse thing works around in this movie, um, and for the others that might have watched this movie already, you probably know who I'm talking about it, though. But I kind of felt like even then, they kind of kept her in the wraps. Like, I didn't really remember, to the best of my ability, seeing that much in some of those trailers. I mean, maybe they released another trailer that was, like, really close to the release of the movie. But I never watched those because I feel like those always give away almost basically everything in the movie, though. So I usually watch like the first two and I call it it. But outside of that, th- this movie was great. I think out of all the movies we've gotten so far, that being, what what did we have? We start off with Black Widow. We had Eternals. We had Shang-Chi, The Legend of Ten Rings. Spider-Man, um, No Way Home. And then like now this. Space, I like how his face started off rough. Wait, who's like like bringing it back. This phase, like phase four. Oh, oh, this phase, but now it's, yeah. But now it's bringing it back a little bit. Yeah. Out of all of them, I will say this one is like cream of the crop. I kind of like, out of those five movies, the ones I really love the most 
was this movie right here with Doctor Strange. The Spider-Man movie was great. And then um, Shang-Chi was probably the freshest brand new hero that was introduced. Eternals is like the lowest one on my totem pole. I wasn't really like a... Of course, I was going to watch all the movies, though, but I wasn't a really big fan of those. Maybe because it, it, it was weird how it was handled. I still hadn't sat down and reviewed that movie. Oh, it's going to be pain. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be torture if I was going to sit down and do it, though. They just had too many heroes trying to juggle around and stuff like that. And then uh, Black Widow was cool, but I just wish it came in phase, um, in phase three at some point rather than where we're at right now. But that's where I'll probably rank all of them right now. But did you have any preference in terms of you ranking them or anything like that? I know you don't watch every single one, Sonic U. Eternals, I didn't really see the need to watch it. Because, like, you know, they were there in the beginning, so... Okay, then why didn't they help? So I'm not going to watch that movie. Uh, Black Widow's garbage. Uh, Spider-Man was good. Um, haven't watched Doctor Strange yet. Have you watched Shang-Chi? No. Wait, I think you did, because I remember you mentioning some comments on the way how they handle some of the combat in there. Or maybe I'm thinking about oh, no, something I, else. I, like, from the trailers I saw, of, like, of, like, the choreography was good so far. And I noticed, like, people talking about it, how that was, like, the, some of the best parts of the movie. And how unironically some Marvel fans hated it because it wasn't, like, EGI. It was just pure, like, hand-to-hand, you know? Oh, which I yeah. thought was, like, which I thought, come on. Look at the, look at the choreography is like really good if i was a like, record yeah like, if I, look, comp- compare the compare the cgi fights in eternals to the fights in shang chi which one was better i don't know it was shang chi hands down i can't say exactly right yeah so there's i don't know just weird to like try and say like cgi fights the cgi fights were better than the fights in shang chi but oh yeah i'm i'm, I'm more of like I'm more of a fan of, of those kind of fights than, than most of the fights in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I will yeah. say with Doctor Strange, I always love the the way how they do the crazy... Because this series in particular is the one that goes off the deep end with all of its craziness with the CGI stuff because you're dealing with magic and we don't have a lot of magic users in the MCU. So I always kind of like the way how they portray um, some of those different things that you wouldn't normally see in like any regular average joe movie like there are some scenes which i won't talk about it though but there were some scenes towards the very end of the movie and i was like what the actual heck like some of the environments and stuff like that like that that mess looked really cool and then it was like one fight against strange versus person x i'll just say that and it, it went down in a completely different manner than what i typically would um think that would happen between two magic users fighting like that though but yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. I do need to kind of sit down and actually give my full kind of review, spoiler kind of review or whatever, though. But that's just my raw impressions over Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness for now, though. But if you happen to see the movie, let me know in the comment section down below what all you thought about the movie, though. Because, oh man, I, I just thought they knocked it out of the park on this one, though. And with that being said, we'll move over to the next thing, which was brand new that we saw within the past week. We did get to see our first trailer for She-Hulk. And honestly, looking at the very beginning of this, you had some people that were, that I know, you had some people that were excited about it for the concept and the the idea of we're getting something in the Hulk universe again in MCU. But then you had the other people on the other side was like, it looked kind of rough in its CGI. And I I ain't gonna lie. When I looked at her, I was like, I 2006, you know? 
Yeah, because I was looking at her, I I was like, she could be a little bit greener. And I kind of wish they made her a little more muscly. I don't know. Yeah, because when you think of Hulk, what's your first, like, thought? Big, Uh, muscular, green behemoth of a monster, man. And And I've seen some looks in the comics of what She-Hulk looks like, and I was like... I feel like they're just missing a little bit of something. Like it's it's like it's like you taking something out of the oven and it's like it's just missing a few spices. It's like they they got the basis, but it's like there's just a little stuff that's just missing from the the overarching character or the identity of what she hoped would be. Yeah. Oh, just I never I never really watched any of the TV shows that Marvel put out. I didn't really see a point of like watching it. Wait, you didn't wait, I'm curious now. You didn't see um WandaVision before seeing Doctor Strange? No. no. Mm-hmm. I just know what happens. Oh, okay. well, it's, technically, I guess as long as you know what happens, I guess you, you're technically good. As long as you knew what Thank happened. You. People yeah. will know what you did here. Yeah, enslaved an entire town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as long as you knew. But it's still kind of early. When is when is the series supposed to come out? It's supposed to come out um I have to go back and look at it. It's like later in the fall. Right yeah, I think it's later in the fall time. I think is when it's supposed to come out. She-Hulk release. Yeah, August 17th. Yeah, August. Okay, yeah, so August. Because even in the midterm, we had Miss Marvel coming out, I think, in the month of June. And then a couple months later, then you have She-Hulk. So they still got a little more time. And technically, the CGI stuff is always the last thing they add back to the movie after they're done shooting and filming. Or I say movie. This is technically a TV series, though. Um, It's the last thing they usually implement all into this stuff. So things are still subject to change between now and then. So hopefully they can add a little more spice up on this thing, though. And we'll see how it turns out, though, because... um, Overall, it, it, it kind of, at least for me, right off the bat, this kind of gave me a bland impression, but I'm kind of hoping the second trailer kind of, you know, adds a little more substance substance to me in terms of my appetite to kind of see She-Hulk, though. So anyway, I think that's basically... I kind of like... Oh, go ahead. I don't like... I don't, I don't really like the idea of Miss Marvel's, like, power just being Green Lantern, but blue. Yeah, I... I mean, because the MCU, it, it changes some... It's not always carbon copy from everything they do in the comics. Like, the basis well, of yeah, it, yes, guess, but not every single thing. Yeah. I can get that, but, like... I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't know. We just have to... I'm kind of curious about it, too, because I was, I was kind of... I was a little bit put off. I was like, wait, what in the world are they trying to do with her? Because... Like, you know, like, she just, like, enlarges her hands and stuff and uses that as their way to fight, though. But if she uses comic cosmic energy, I'm like, okay. But I don't want her to get too close to the realm of being Captain Marvel because that's really her thing. That's my main thing about it, though. Kind of, like, you know, try to separate the two. Even though I know Ms. Marvel is a fan of Captain Marvel, I don't want her to be too close to her and have an identity for herself. That's my main thing. Yeah, I want her to be. I wanted. I want Miss Marvel to be an actual character. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. So we'll see how that one plays out, though. So uh, I think that's basically it in terms of the She-Hulk, and we'll move on to our last little bit of Marvel news. Um, that being really the like, breaking like news. Last minute. <laughs> 
I know it was breaking news. I was like, yeah, because I wouldn't have had this in the show if I did this yesterday, though. But yeah, we did get a second trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. The first one was kind of like a teaser-ish, not like a full official. I guess is the way how you can kind of put it. But now, yeah, like him, like what does he do with his life after you know all that? Yeah, he he he's done a lot in his um lifetime in terms of what he did in the first couple of movies that. And then obviously all of the Avengers movies. So he he accomplished quite a bit. Went through his character arc and stuff from Thor Ragnarok to like the uh, to the end game where you saw Fat Thor and stuff like that. And then now we've seen him in this at the very beginning of this movie how he had to burn off all that fat off of him to get back to his regular self. I'm like, thank goodness. I, I wasn't a fan of Chubby Thor. I, I think there are some people out there that are probably more, like more, that, but more, mm. more fan of of Dad bought Thor. Oh man, no. That was hilarious when I first saw it. Like, oh my god. Pretty sure my entire theater just laughed when they saw that. I mean, I was laughing too, and it was funny seeing him playing Fortnite out of all things. I was like, what the heck? No, no, he wasn't playing Fortnite. Uh, His buddy was playing Fortnite. And then, like, he said, "Uh, Thor, he's back again. He's he's calling me names. Don't worry, buddy. I got you. Oh, shoot. Well, yeah, I actually kind of glad that um he, he's showing up in this movie though. But it seems like now with this one trailer we got, now we kind of know who our villain is. I didn't do the because re- this is literally like breaking news, like right now. I didn't get to do like my little dirt research of like what the character name is and all of that stuff though. But apparently, for all, for sakes and purposes of this, I'm just gonna call him the the God Killer because I guess that's what his reputation is known for. So just going through him killing off other gods. I don't know what was his reasons why about doing it, though, but that just seems to be our main antagonist, at least for this one, though. And then we got to see a little more moments of Jane Foster, and he's like, oh, there's the ex-girlfriend and all of this stuff. So I was like, shoot, yeah, because we hadn't seen her at least with a lot of um, a lot of importance, should I say, since Thor 2. Technically, we did see her, I think, in in-game, I think, in brief glimpses or whatever. When they were like going back through time and stuff, but outside of that, her biggest, most important moment wasn't. Um, we the last time we saw was back in Thor two, the the Dark World. So yeah, so it's gonna be interesting seeing her. And basically, the I can almost give you the whole plot right now. I ain't gonna do it for those that are like really sensitive to the stuff though. But essentially, it's gonna be a passing of the torch. We all know that. I feel like Thor's gonna retire at the end of this movie, and it's gonna get passed on to Jane Foster though. But uh, it, I'm curious to see how this movie goes down. If it happens to be our last movie with classic Thor up in there, I hope he goes out in the bang, because uh, I guess this guy killer is going to give him a run for his money. I wonder if they're going to actually kill off this character or if he's actually going to retire. That's the big question now. But uh, you got uh, it hasn't been confirmed whether or not this is last movie. I know it, it hasn't been confirmed, but everything that at least from what I'm seeing is kind of pointing towards. He's kind of closing out his art. I mean, technically, he's one of the the one and only few uh, Marvel heroes, or like the you know the main iconic ones, like your Iron Man, um, your your Captain America, whatever. Though, who actually manages to get four movies? Not everybody. Usually, most people stop with three. I think Spider Man will be another exception because I think he's going to get some more too. But it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to play all of this out, though. But you got any other thoughts? All right, you said no. Well, I guess that's pretty much it in terms of our little glimpse of what we thought 
over over the most recent Thor Love and Thunder trailer though. And that's basically going to do it in terms of all of the pop culture segment stuff. I like how all the pop culture stuff was literally just Marvel stuff. I, I, and I like how I had these like little transitional, like, you know, sound clips or whatever, though. I'm just going to have to make one for Marvel because I feel like it's, if it's not every week, it's every other week that we have to talk about Marvel stuff. I, I might as well just make a new little thing over there, though. I just got to remind myself of that, though. But yeah, that's going to basically do it in terms of all the pop culture stuff. So we're going to go ahead and jump straight up into the gaming news. Alright, so we did get the confirmation that it seems like Warner Brothers was actually doing some closed betas here recently. And I think I think honestly, I think it's still running on right now. I know they began it um it was sometime late last weekend or or early weekend. I think it might have been Friday, Saturday ish or something like that when it was going down. Something like that. But anyway, it's it's been out on the market for the past few days. I signed up for the uh, the closed beta test, did not get accepted, and I know they were kind of, you know, opening it up to every now and then, some people, though, or whatever, though, I still didn't get it, and even if you got it, you were able to invite, like, up to, like, three other people, I just don't luck out, like, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get up into this thing at all, were you able to, Sonic Q? Yoshi was able to, same as Sonic. Okay, yeah. Man, I, I wish I, I was able to get up in it so I can actually provide my feedback, though. But everything, but I have seen people play it, though. And it seems like it's actually pretty fun. It's kind of interesting the way how um all the different characters act and stuff like that. I think the main number one concern about this is just, since it is a free-to-play game, is how they're going to monetize this stuff and, you know, how they're going to make their money and stuff. Which They have Game Pass. Like a little, like, Battle Pass, whatever. Oh, Battle Pass. Okay, so do it like in the Fortnite kind of sense where it's just like mostly cosmetic skins. If they do it like that, then I'm okay. And I guess for those diehard fan people, they might do it for their certain characters or series that they might like. If they do that, okay. As long as you're not trying to lock up characters behind something, it's like, oh, you have to pay to get this character. Or, hey, you got to pay to get this certain kind of moveset or something like that. As long as they don't do anything like that, it should be fine. At least here's hoping, though. But um, out of all the characters I've seen so far, I, I'm disappointed my, my boy Gandalf ain't in there. Because if Gandalf was up in there, that, that was my main, and I really wanted to try to see if one I could jump the, up in there. Like, one of the lead like, characters, they didn't, like, make them all playable in the closed beta. Yeah, uh, th that's what I was hoping to see. Because, man, I, have, I don't think they have taunts, do they? I, I, I think they do. Hmm. If they had taunts, you, you know Gandalf's got to be that shit not pass or something on the lines of that. And I, I just want to spam that taunt when I'm trying to edge guard somebody. And then he better have like a sick like down tilt or something like that to keep people off the edge or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That that's what I want to do. It's gonna probably between him and Shaggy might be my top two. I don't know. We'll see whenever I get my hands out on it. And I think they're gonna do some open betas later in the summer. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think around like July-ish or something like that. But anyways, it's closed beta now. I know they'll do open betas a little bit later, and then I think the release for this game will be later in the second half of this year. 
And also, I think they confirmed that this is going to be at Evo for this year, which which is kind of surprising. I was like, at Evo? But not on, like, the main stage or whatever. It's just going to be, like, on the side where people, whoever happens to go to the Evo event, they'll also be able to go through and play and try out this game as well, though. So that is going to be kind of interesting. I wonder if anybody's going to try to, like, record their footage or whatever, see if we get any, like, good players to actually pick up the game and stuff like that. Because what is 2v2... Um, natural nature in this is it's gonna be interesting it, it definitely is kind of forming a different identity from like smash obviously or like nick all-stars brawl because they're trying to lean heavily into the the mix matching of different characters from different series with the 2v2s though but i think that's basically all i got to say about it though uh sonic you got anything else all righty and uh, with that, we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic because it looks like uh, somebody else is uh, ready to sell because uh, EA um, here recently just figured out that they were in the talks, uh, talking to some other people, saying that they were actually kind of interested in selling um, some of their what stuff. Sell what or merge. Do they even have? I mean, besides your FIFAs and all of that stuff, uh, I'm trying to think. Dang it's weird because it's like there are certain games EA um some people like from EA. Most of the things I think of is sports stuff like FIFA and all of that. But I can't honestly like um Battlefield, I think. They have Battlefield. It takes two takes oh, two yeah, Mass Effect. That kind of thing. Uh yeah, you're right about Battlefield. They have oh, pretty much the sports games. Basically. Uh Dragon Age, Star Wars, Battlefront, I guess, but pretty sure they've stopped with that. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that they used to do, and then they kind of stopped and dwindled, and then just kind of leaned more heavily on the sports side of things, though. And uh, on them. Yeah, it it it, it does kind of suck. And um, I think originally. They were trying to sell or merge. I'm trying to figure out what was the the company again that they were trying to sell or merge. Um, they tried to pursue a merger with NBC Universal, and it also tried to hold potential acquisition talks from Disney, Apple, and other and other companies. Um, according to a few reports, though, so it is kind of interesting. I was like, it, it's just like one after the other after another. It, it seems like acquisitions or sell, sellouts or merges are happening left and right. Like, like what? We we had the Bethesda thing first. Then we had the um, then we had the uh, Activision Blizzard. Square Enix started selling part of their stuff, and now EA is looking to sell. I'm like, look, like shoot. I'm like, I was like, I was kind of shocked about the Square Enix thing. though. EA. I'm like, dang. The only one that really needs to be bought is um, oh gosh, you know, you know the answer, Sonic. You uh. What you call it? Um, Ko- Konami. They're the ones that need to be bought. But outside of that, they're, they don't. I'd much rather them sell like the the Silent Hill IP to like Capcom. Which is funny that you that you say Konami because like they recently like took down like they copyright claimed a uh, or striked whatever. They took down these images of a of a leaked Silent Hill game on Twitter. Oh yeah, they showed it, and I was like, that that and, just added fuel to the fire. And like, and I and I looked into it, like, and apparently, like, this one thing that I thought was like really cool is that like you can sign up for this thing in the game, right? Or 
the the game will send you text messages and uh, and even like when when you're playing and outside when you're playing that it will continue sending you like really messed up text messages which will like which I'm like that looks really cool. Oh that that oh no that outside of the game oh no that's messed up. So imagine so imagine like you know you put you finish the game you put it down you go to sleep. All of a sudden, you hear something at like two a.m. at night. You, you look to check your phone. It's like a message of like, "Look behind you." Oh no! You imagine. Uh, oh <laughs> no! No, that, that, that. oh that would be creepy. Or if it's like you know, like how your phone gives you like a notification. Is this a traditional notification thing? Why haven't no, you got some... an SMS message? Kind of oh. thing. Man, it would have been something if it, it did something else to your phone and it gave out like a different creepy little jingle. And you were like, wait a minute, that ain't my regular notification. Then you looked at the SMS. Oh, man, but golly, that, that, that'd be something right there. Oh, my gosh. But like, that's just creepy. they've been working on this for like a, for like a little while. So hmm. we might get news on it, like, probably like this year. And I think that wasn't just it. I think they also, uh, it wasn't just one. Yeah, it was Silent multiple. Hill. It, was, it like, was multiple Silent Was it Hills. two or three? It was. All we know that it was it was multiple Silent Hill games that they were working on. Yeah. I I like. Here's what they have to do: they just have to remake the first three games, and and then they'll come back. Like Silent Hills and 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 especially Metal Gear. Those are like the two games that like that need to come back. Yeah, Silent Hill, De- definitely Metal Gear. Cause cause I was like I'm I'm finding trying to find a way how the best to tip. Or dip my toe up in the water. And I've been trying to talk back and forth with hacks because it's like I can't remember exactly where I really need to start the game off with, but it is a pain in the butt because I have to get um I have to get, I have to get some other systems or something like that though. But I, don't know, I might just suck it up and just play the uh what was it the uh, the Metal Gear Solid Five one or whatever though because they they made a crap ton of games up in that series though. But I like how we were we went on this big old long tangent talking about uh. Going well, to Konami, but is, then it, it is relevant. Yeah, it, it is relevant. And then it's like you look at EA, and I'm like, golly, uh, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I kind of yeah. wish that Konami is like surviving on like, you know, the medical equipment that they provide and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Like the most recent was Master Duel on modern consoles, which is doing fine. Yeah. But I guess outside of that, I, have, I just hope that there's not too many more acquisitions because I kind of got scared with that Square Enix one at first. But then when I figured out it was most of the Western stuff, I was like, okay. But then I'm, I didn't I'm think it was going to be like Tomb Raider or something like that. But I'm glad they sold off their Western division and now focusing on their Japanese side of things. So it's like, I don't, I, I know you're like a huge fan of it, but like I don't really care for like the Marvel games that they were working on. It was weird because it was like. Uh, Goodness, it's like the Avengers one. That one sucked. Uh, I, I I just hate how they butchered that one up so bad. But the Guardians of the Galaxy one was amazing. But because they butchered the, the Avengers is... one so bad, I don't think anybody gave the time of day towards the no. uh, the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy one. I'm like, a, a oh. couple a couple things with that. They you don't have like an idea. Let me give you an idea on how badly they messed up with Avengers. They spent so much money. The only reason that they that they did not go bankrupt was because of Final Fantasy VII remake. 
And I'm pretty sure they did seven remake like, in I think they, 14 they, with its reoccurring stuff. I think combination. Of and those I'm two pretty things. sure they didn't make uh, that much of a profit with with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And the reason why I say that is because of all the licensing of the music that in that game. On top of having the license uh, to do the Marvel stuff to begin with, anyway, though, too, and it's like, bro. Yeah, so like, obviously, they they took a step back and they looked at it and like, you know what? No, and then they jumped ship. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully, somebody else can kind of make quality, make it in the, the quality is, of Gardens of the Galaxy, already, but it's just oh. we're already getting quality like Marvel games, and it's not even from Square Enix, from Sony. Like yeah, Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, because we're getting we're getting a, a Wolverine game. Like, really, another Spider-Man game coming out with like Venom. Like, ooh, yeah, that's more it, exciting than whatever Square Enix put out. Yeah, which yeah, because they always did good with the Spider-Man stuff. We'll have to see how they put their different spin on Wolverine and stuff. But besides those three games, two of which are out, one or well, that's no, that's across the board that's like four different games two of them which are out two of them are on the way besides that the only other recent Mar- or marvel hero games that we gotten recently if you take out the vr stuff which i don't know how we don't have an iron man vr game like like what the actual heck uh or did i say iron man vr game no why we don't have a standard iron man game instead of the vr one i don't know what they're doing but outside of that one we only had uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which that was a great game that we had on the Switch. And then you had the Avengers and Marvel's of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And those are the most recent, I think, superhero games we gotten from the Marvel side of things, though. So, had some good ones, had some great ones, had some misses, and had some poor ones, though. But uh, I guess with Square Enix stepping out of the light, we'll, we'll have to see who picks up some of these other ones, whether it be um, Sony for the most part, and maybe occasionally Nintendo with, with some more stuff. I don't know. Who knows? But I think that's basically it in terms of the EA looking to sell. Huh, man, we went all the way around on that one, though. My goodness. Uh, so next up, like, we'll go... like, EA, like, who cares about EA? I know. that. That's what we were saying. It's just the more... It's the biggest thing about it was is just the fact that they're selling, which just adds more thought or adds more to the fire of all these acquisitions. That's the main premise of it. It's, it's just another one. Another one. Yeah, I get you. So we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic, um, because then we get we get a little bit a little mixed. It's not controversial, but it's just kind of I don't know. It put the internet in a tizzy because we did get the confirmation that Redfall as well as um as oh Starfield Starfield. I, I don't know why I was about to say Battlefield, but Starfield Redfall mm-hmm. and Starfield um were officially delayed to 2023. I think Redfall was supposed to come out sometime in summer ish time. And then Battle Starfield. Oh my gosh, I almost did it again. Starfield was supposed to come out later in the second half of the year, probably closer to like the holiday time period, though. But honestly, with these two games being delayed out, it's like I think the last game that was a Microsoft um first party game we got, I think was um Forza. And I think outside of that, I think that's the only thing we got in first party wise from the Microsoft front for this whole entire year. And then when you sit back and think about it like that, it's like the Xbox people that might have bought in the Xbox Series X is like, what the heck is there to play? I mean, yes, they got Game Pass that has like a lot of different stuff up on there in terms of, you know, past first party games that are AAA as well as, you know, other third party games and a few indie stuff here and there, though. 
outside of that, your brand new experiences, there's not a lot, you know, happening or whatever, though. And it kind of made some people upset. And then it kind of made some people say, well, who's going to own up to this mistake or not mistake or who's going to own up to this issue? Because honestly, there should have been something planned out for this year or slash not even just that. But the fact that they scheduled these games to be in the window of 2022, when they know maybe there, there's a chance that they would have missed it anyway. So why did they schedule both these games for 2022 when they honestly either could have waited, not said anything about the game, wait until it's almost about done, and then announce their games? And then that way you wouldn't have the potential of having a delay because it's you know it's not the it's not the the programmers or the game developers fault for all of this. It's kind of just management or whatever, though. Because when you look at in stark contrast to, like, the way how Nintendo does things, with a few exceptions here and there, like, you know, your Metroid Prime 4s or whatever, though, for the most part, about, like, eight, about, like, I would say almost, like, 85 to 90% of all the titles that Nintendo announced from their first-party studios, usually when they announce their stuff, it's about six months to a year out when they're ready to go for like the the vast majority of everything like that i just kind of wish that microsoft and to an extent sony also did a better job at in terms of when they're going to announce the game so we don't have to wait too long from announcement to the release date but you got anything on that sonic you okay well shoot well I think that's that's basically all I have to say on that, though. But if you happen to be one of those people that are kind of frustrated with the management or something like that with Xbox or something, uh, let me know down in the comment section down below what all you think about this. Because honestly, just industry-wide, I just wish that more people were to hold off on their announcements until it's at least a year. Maximum, I wish it was always two years. Max at two. But try to keep it within a year and possibly six months if you're able to do it though but that's that's just some of my thoughts though but yeah so that's basically gonna do it in terms of most of the gaming news that's kind of either third party or slash with microsoft so now we got a few uh playstation topics to go ahead and talk about though because uh we did get the confirmation that yes the new customizable faceplates that for the ps5 where you got the disc or you got the digital um systems though um for the purple the starlight blue as well as the pink one those are up for pre-order now and those release out in the middle of june like what would have been roughly around that e3 time ish like in the middle of june um they're up for pre-order now you can get them first through the playstation website and then um i think later on they might actually show up at some retailers if i remember right though i went ahead and already pre-ordered the starlight blue one because i already got the starlight blue controller and I was just waiting to get the faceplate on that because uh that that matches my my Megazard X colors and everything like that. I just like blue. Blue's my favorite color. So I was like, oh, I was just thinking that was gonna be sick though. But uh, you, you got anything to say about this Sonic? You or are you or are you just content with the classic white? Yeah, I'm just content with the classic white. Uh, I'm thinking of making a custom one where like it changes the PlayStation logo on the on the white to like. The original, like, classic PlayStation one, you know, with, like, the red, the blue, the oh, green. Oh, the, the kind of rainbowish kind of, yeah. Yeah, then replacing the the, the face plates with, like, the black ones. Hmm. Or just painting it black, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, let, let let me know if you ever do that and take a picture and send it to me. I'm curious to see how it will, how it will turn out. Because I think or, most people were doing that before they officially confirmed the plates. Or even just changing, like, the PlayStation logo to, like, blue. 
like a dark midnight blue, and then like same like midnight, like same like black base play. So it get you get the PS2 one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, so that that's pretty much it in terms of that. That was just a little bit of quick news. Um, in terms of if you happen to be one of those people that like customizing um your your PlayStation consoles, I was just going to give y'all that quick little bit of heads up though. But with something a little more substantial, we did get some more details on the new PlayStation Plus service in terms of the different games and stuff that are going to be confirmed to be coming for for your what was it essential, extra, and premium tiers and i won't list out every single game that they have up on here though but i will mention some of the big ones though like they got like bloodborne on there they got days gone uh skipping on what the the essential no this is the extra the extra tier so you know like the extra tier will give you ps4 and ps5 games like a a rough catalog of a bunch of games so no if you're in the basic tier you ain't getting none of this but if you're in the extra or premium tier you'll be getting all these games because like it, like before they announced this, you were able to get Bloodborne for like a month, like some time ago. Yeah, which was back on the traditional PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so it, it, it kind of would make sense. So yeah, now that they're changing it, you can no longer do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so wow. yeah, so some of the games was like Bloodborne, Days Gone, Demon Souls. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You got some gravity rushes up in there. Horizon Zero Dawn. Skipping a few a little bit. You got both the on um, the Marvel Spider Man, the regular one, and Miles Morales. Um, let's see here. Some other ones: uh, Returnal, Shadow of the Colossus, Last Guardian, The Last of Us, and um, and Uncharted. All all the Uncharted ones. <laughs> And uh, Wipeout and stuff like that. I skipped some, but those are some. Um, oh, and then God of War. Yeah, so you those said are. This was the uh, the plus one, right? No, the uh, or... the uh, PlayStation Plus Extra. It's the middle tier. How much is that? Um, that one. If you're doing it by the year, I think it's I'm trying to remember. I want to say a hundred ish, or it's a little cheaper than that. I know the premium is one twenty, and I know the essential, the the first tier is sixty. And somewhere in between those, I want to say it's a hundred or it's ninety. It's either ninety or a hundred. I can't remember off the top of my head hey, for the, the yearly plans. plans. Yeah. And then uh, in terms of the third party games, uh, you got like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Batman Arkham Knight, Celeste. Skipping a little. Yeah, you're bit. right. It's like it's a hundred dollars a year. Hundred. Okay. Okay. So I was right. Uh, so Far Cry. I... Yeah. Final Fantasy 15, the World Edition. I might have to check that one out. I know a lot of the people aren't like a big fan of Final Fantasy 15, but I might dabble with it. Who knows? I like or- it. It's, it's funny enough. It's like one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. <laughs> uh, okay. No, because like I love the whole story of like these four, these four bros going on an adventure. Hmm. Which wow. is like it might one of my favorite like stories to like look like um for example it's like. On this this old Stephen King film, where like these four kids find a dead body and then they go on this little journey to find it, hmm. it rem- it re- genuinely reminds me of that because like it, it, it's it's good. I, I I give it a I give it a shot, Jared. Okay, yeah, I, I'll give it a shot because I was like I I was like, well, why have this thing for? Because you know, I took advantage of getting the uh, plus I it's took- a PS Five, so like. 
the issue with like 15 was that like the load times were like awful, but with, obviously oh, with the PS5, with the final, it would be better. It would be better. Yeah, because I took advantage of the uh, PlayStation Now thing, so I have it for I have this service for about 10 months or so. So I'm gonna try as many games out as I possibly can. Uh, I, in terms of first party stuff, I definitely was gonna try to get through a good chunk of those Uncharted games. See how those are though. But I'll, I'll give Final Fantasy 15 a shot. See how I like it. Um, we got Mortal Kombat 11 up on there, and the NBA 2K, Soul Calibur, Resident Evil. Um, Which one? I think since original Resident Evil that was on the PS4. Wait, are you talking about like a Resident Evil remake, like the first one? I think it's the first remake because that's all it says is just Resident Evil. That's all it says. Mm-mm. Okay. So yeah, uh, so I think you, yeah, like a good game. Yeah, so that I guess that's the original one because otherwise, if it was zero, they would say zero. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that was just some of the games that was in the uh, the extra tier. And then if you want to go into the premium tier of stuff, it seems like the way how they're handling this, it's kind of similar to the Nintendo style, where it's like they have the rewind feature and the save states and stuff like that. So you have some of that stuff like that. And, and literally the list of games for these, it's not that long. So I can actually almost read out all of these because it, shoot, it's, it's, not even, um, it's, not, it's not even that deep. And I like how they say original playstation and psp and there's only one psp game off of that list the one psp game is super stardust portable and i was like well shoot i hope they have more psp games but in terms of the there's some good psp games like uh the god of war ones yeah which they might put those in there at a later point but in terms of list they gave us so far it's really short ape escape hot shots golf iq intelligent cubay Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, and the third party ones, Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms um, Armageddon. So that was basically it in terms of the, the original PlayStation and PSP games. And then they had some remastered ones like uh, Apex Skate 2, Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, Fana Vision, Hot Shots Tennis, Jack 3, Jack 3, Jack... Or, yeah, Jack X, Combat Racing, Jack and Daxer, um, Rogue Galaxy, Siren, Wild Arms 3, Third Party, Bioshock Remaster, um, Bulletstorm, Kingdoms of um Golly, Kingdoms of Amolure, Re Re-Reckoning, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and yeah, I already mentioned Borderlands. And that's basically it in terms of most of the classic stuff. And then, obviously, you had access to doing the PS3 streaming stuff, but I ain't going to read out that long list because uh, it's a little bit of a long list, but I just hate the streaming and how it works. Like, my, just, my internet connection I, is really good, fan. but golly, I can still notice a little streamed. bit. Yeah. I can still notice, even though I have, like, a really solid connection to the internet and my PS5 is actually plugged into the Ethernet itself, I still could notice a little bit of latency while I was going through and playing um, one of the uh, Ratchet and Clank games that was out on the PS3. I just noticed it, and I was like, ugh. So I was like, I tried, but it, it, it's it's just not that good. I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I'd say right now, and, 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 and the weird thing is, is um, this was only part of some of the games. They didn't even give us the full list. Because it was like kind of an asterisk towards like the very top. 
of this thing. And it, it was kind of like, um, it, it, this is actually what they said word by word. They said, here's a look at games to come. Please know titles may vary by local market and some titles may not be available to stream until after launch, but they'll be available to download and play. So, so yeah, so they basically said it was like, here's a look at, but they didn't officially say that this was actually all the game. So this is only, I don't know how much extra they'll do, but whatever though. And it seems like in terms of the drop times for it though, it seems like they'll drop these games out like twice, I believe a month in the middle. I can't remember exactly what day. I think I want to remember one of them was like on a Tuesday or something like that. And then they had another date for like classic drops or whatever though. So at least you have a time frame or a slight mini roadmap of when you could expect these games a little more so than like Nintendo. Nintendo drops their stuff whenever they feel like it. Like you just got to be paying attention to Twitter or whatever though. But yeah, so that's just kind of an idea of how the PlayStation Plus stuff is, how it's kind of shaping out. At least for me personally, I feel like most of the value will be either an essential if you're one of those people that play the games online for a whole, you know, like if you like your Call of Duty or something like that, you like playing online or whatever though. And maybe the extra tier, because they'll have so many PS4 and PS5 games in there, though. But you probably only dip your toe into the premium only if you like the classic games. And even then, from the small list we got, it doesn't seem like anything that's, like, super crazy. But maybe over the time, the premium will kind of add more to it. Well, then you also have the 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 time demos that that's basically for any game that's, like, over 35 bucks if you're in the premium tier. That you have to look forward to as well, though. But I think outside of that, I think I cover most of the basis on this, though. But any other thoughts, Sonic? You? No. Alrighty. And with that said, I think that's basically it in terms of uh, in terms of the PlayStation Plus stuff. So we'll move over to the last little bit of PlayStation news that we have, which we do have some earning reports to actually go through and report about. It's like a whole bunch to the extent of like how um. Nintendo does theirs though, but it is some interesting numbers. I just wanted to kind of throw out there uh, real quick. So it seems like the PlayStation 5, as of as of like basically beginning of May, we'll just say this though, May of 2022, um, PlayStation 5 has shipped 19.3 million units worldwide, and it was like 2 million within the past quarter. And the PlayStation 4 is currently at 117.2 million units to date. So Interesting, because remember, this system came out, what was it, holiday season of 2020, the year of COVID, and we're almost two years into the, the, the launch of this system. What are we in, May right now, June, July, August, September, October, November? Yeah, we're about a year and a half into the launch of the system, and it's about at 20-ish million, so I feel like the number would be way higher if we hadn't ran into stock issues or anything like that, though. But it is um, saying something like that, the fact that um, it's kind of impressive, but not really super impressive because uh, all of the chip shortage delays and all that stuff, though. But uh, you got any thoughts on this, Sonic Q? Mm, no, no, no. Right. Uh, no, 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 no. How many different ways can you say no? Mm. Well, I I can at least say no in at least like three or four different languages, though. But anyway, though, so yeah, so yeah, that's basically in Japanese. You won't. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Well, you ain't gonna get. They don't gonna... have a word for no in Japanese. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, oh no. 
That's why I was about to say Noni, because I was like, well, well, what are you talking about? But anyway, though. So, yeah, so that's basically it in terms of all the PlayStation news that we had to talk about. Decent bit. I felt like that was the most PlayStation news I had to talk about, at least in one of my shows, in quite some time. Or maybe this is, like, the biggest one ever. I don't know. But we'll see how PlayStation's, PlayStation kind of handles stuff um, moving out for the rest of this year. Because, uh, honestly, Sonic U, besides God of War, was there any other scheduled PlayStation games, first party, that's supposed to come out this year? Uh... I don't know. I, I feel like that was the last one. Like we were over there talking about Xbox and stuff like that, and like they delete like the their last two that we know of. I mean, shoot, we do know that they had their like showcase for their Xbox, but that's a showcase thing that's going to be happening in June, where they could drop out some more games that we don't know about. But outside of that, I'm like, shoot. And then you look over here at PlayStation, they ain't no better. But were you looking that up, Sonic U? Uh, reading something, sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know if you happened to look it up though, but I I'm pretty sure that was like their last one that they were basically or or that's their last one that they had scheduled. We don't even know if that thing's gonna get delayed though, but yeah, so that's gonna do it in terms of the PlayStation stuff though. So now we'll jump over to the last major one of the big three, that being Nintendo, because uh Ah, shoot. We, we we got some more news on the Monster Hunter Rise uh, Sunbreak um, expansion, though. And, of course, out of all of the information that was up in there, they, they went ahead and announced they got another Switch Pro controller limited edition thing on the horizon. And I'm like, dang it, Nintendo. I was like, now you're you going to make me buy my... Uh, is it Switch Pro controller number six? In terms of limited edition ones, this is like number five. But if you include the, the regular standard switch pro controller it'll be number six i was like gosh dang it i'm already this deep up in there so then so i'm I'm gonna get this or try to get this whenever it releases though it looks kind of sick i wish it was a little more color to it like i wish it was a little bit purple or something on there i don't know because i i mean the other one before this had like gold imprints up on there so i was like i was like i don't know anyway though but uh you got anything to say on the, the design of this or any other extra stuff they announced with the sunbreak stuff Sonic U, since I know you're the big Monster Hunter fan. I like what I saw from, like, the Sunbreak trailer. I'm glad they bring back subspecies into the game. I'm glad that uh, they're making Sunbreak a new, complete game. Uh, pretty much a new game on its own with, like, all the combat they're they're adding to. Uh, when are you going to play Monster Hunter Rise, Yard? Bro, you keep saying that. I, I played it once on can, the channel. You can only, you can literally only play Sunbreak if you beat Rise. You know that that's that's a, that's a good point. Honestly, now that I said it, I'm probably not going to actually treat it as a stream series because I, I I felt off putted by it by me playing through it and trying to treat it like a stream series because I was like, I don't know. I felt like after putting it down for so long and trying to get back up in it, I was like, holy shoot, there's like a lot of stuff going on in that game. I just kind of need to almost play consistently. So, uh, um, shoot. So, I'm, I'm just going to have to just sit down and just go to town on that thing. But wait, were you about so, to say something? Okay. Apparently, Disney's one of the front runners to purchase EA. 
Oh yeah, I mentioned yeah because I mentioned on that one we were talking about it. Um, yeah, Disney was one of the the people out in front. Like they were talking to Disney, Apple, and some other ones. I guess but Disney yeah, wants Disney... to like buy EA for like the Simpsons video game license. They could do that, and if that means that we can get it finally on a on a console, kind of like how we got the Cowabunga collection and stuff up on there. Shoot, I'll take it. I'll take it. Cause I really kind of want to play that um, Simpsons. Um, I want to play that Simpsons arcade game again. I heard good things about Hit and Run. Like I, I want to play those games, but it was a shoot. They hadn't re-released them in a hot minute. But anyway, though, so I guess that's basically it in terms of the Monster Hunter Rise stuff. So we'll go ahead and move over uh, to next a little bit of quick news because we did get the confirmation, and by the, by now, it's actually out. We did get the Pokemon Home update version 2.0, which allows you to be able to transfer Pokemon in and out of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, as well as Pokemon Legends Arceus in the Pokemon Home. And actually, I was kind of waiting on this, though, because now I was able to get uh, a good chunk of my stuff in Legends Arceus. So now, like, I've been going through, for those that might not know this, though, I've been going through and trying to form a living Dex, at least have one of every single Pokemon, everything from Bulbasaur all the way up into the most recent new one, I won't say the name of it, though, and, and Pokemon Legends Arceus, though. And I'm very close to the very tail end of this thing. Like, I, I think I'm, like, 21 Pokemon away, plus, like, I think four more, because I accidentally traded or did something with them, so I gotta put them back up in there, though. But, like, literally, like, 25-ish or less Pokemon away from completing my living deck. So, I've been kind of going through there. I actually went back and had to um pull up my Omega Ruby and just literally was finished playing Pokemon Y right before this, because I was trying to get some, like, Fodebes and its evolutions up into home, though. But, yeah, so it, it is cool to be able to finally be able to get these Pokemon up in there, though. The interesting thing is, you're able to move Pokemon from Sword and Shield as long as they're in their Pokedex for these games. You can move a Pokemon from Sword and Shield, put it in Legends Arceus, pull it back out, pull it into Diamond and Pearl, and then pull it back into Home. Like, you, you can move it between any one of these games. And I was kind of surprised with it, considering how different Legends Arceus is with its, you know, with its combat stats and the way how it doesn't technically have Eevees or whatever, though. But I kind of like how they were able to pull that off. But I guess that might have been one of the reasons why it took so long. I don't know. But anyway, though. But that was just a little bit of quick news. Not a lot of meat substance to that, though. Unless you have anything to say, Sonic, you on that. You, you, did you get the, the shiny legendary bird trios that they did a while back? No. No, I didn't. No, I didn't get them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the shiny Galarian version ones of those? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get them. This is weird, because it's like, I, I know all you have to do is just do, like, a couple of battles on it, though, but at the same time, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I don't really play a lot of Pokemon games just to go online and battle random people like that. I don't know, it felt, it, at least for me, it felt like pulling teeth, even though I know they were going to give you a good prize for it, though. I was just like, dang, I just can't, you couldn't motivate lose. myself. You didn't, you, you didn't even have to win. You could have just lost. Yeah, but then again, some of those matches they take so long after playing with some certain people. I don't know. It's going like level one Caterpies. You should be fine. Dang! E even if I chose level one Caterpies, you're gonna have that one person over there's like, alrighty, how bad can I destroy you? Or maybe they'll think that um you're doing that one stat of 
I don't know. There, there's a certain Pokemon out. Oh, I think it's a uh, Starly. I think Starly can do it. Where the where you can teach it Quick Attack and Endeavor. So and then give it a Focus Sash. So then it's like, oh shoot, is this gonna be one of them kind of Pokemon? And then they'll probably just start switching their Pokemon out back and forth because. They'll think they're going to hit you. You'll survive with one HP. You use Endeavor. You pull them down to one HP. You use Quick Attack and you kill them. I don't know. I just feel like some people are just going to think that I'm going to do that if I throw in a Caterpie or something like that. But outside of that, that's basically it in terms of the, the Pokemon Home talks and discussion, though. So we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic. That being, we did get the release of the newest N64 game that was added to the expansion pack. That being... Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards, and I hadn't played it like yet. The Crystal Farts. <laughs> Sir, you got something against Kirby? Uh, I don't know. I like playing Kirby. Do you? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, Kirby. Kirby's a cool boy. He's a cool boy. Uh, but um, I, hadn't, I hadn't played it, but maybe I'll try it out at some area. point. And I don't think I, I am going to because I don't. I'm not really going to upgrade the, my plan. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll get around to it at some point, though. But the the interesting part about it is not just the fact that that game has released, but it's about what else could be coming in the future. Because with the release of this, we only have one more confirmed game that we know about out of all the catalog of stuff that of future games that we knew were coming to the service. That being the original Pokemon Snap. And ideally that will release in the month of June. But anything after that, we do not know what will be out on the horizon. So I kind of hate how you only get one 64 game a month. Yeah. Which, at least with most of those 64 games, that had a lot more substances behind it. Like, it took more time, or at least with some. Not with everyone. But at least with some, it took more time to actually beat it in comparison to, like, your, your classic NES and some SNES. Some SNES games are actually kind of long. Like, you're looking at Earthbound or whatever the which recently launched um, not too long ago, like a, like a month or two ago. But, yeah, so you had a little more substances with it. I don't know. But the problem is, is um, it's like, well, shoot, you almost got to the end of this one list of N64 games. What's up next? I did do a video of, like, what I feel like Nintendo could actually do another year of this and have enough games in the pipeline to last a whole another year of this. But outside of them doing this for their second year, that's when you're going to run into a whole bunch of issues because then you went through most of your first-party games, you went through, um, with a little bit of help, some third-party games, and outside of that, it's like you get into the licensing games and you can't really easily do those much anymore. So then you're really going to be struggling. So I feel like after we get Pokemon Snap, we might get the same release date for N64 for another year, but outside of that, it'll be the trickle stream is like what we're getting with the NES games now. And with some SNES games, though. So I feel like a new console should be on the horizon here fairly soon. If they do GBA, like everybody's hoping, with maybe G with original Game Boy as well, shoot, that that's that sucker is gonna um ooh, that, that game is gonna um keep giving and giving and giving. Or that system will be keep giving and giving and giving because there's a crap ton of GBA games and Game Boy games out there that they could keep doing for like years and still it, it will take a while for them to go through all their monthly release dates and all of that stuff though but uh any other thoughts on this sonic you um nah. all right yeah all right so with that being said that's it in terms of kirby we only got a couple more topics left 
because we did get the confirmation that we did get a brand new um, Mario Strikers trailer for Mario Strikers Battle League. And I know a lot of people have been kind of almost a little bit worried about it at first because they're worried about like how much content and stuff was going to be in the game overall. And honestly, it, it looked kind of worried at first because it didn't seem like they were promoting stuff. Like they were promoting everything from Fire Him and Three Hopes. They were doing like promotions for Live Alive. They've been pushing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 super heavy. And I've, I've been loving every little bit of information we've been getting out of that though. But the one thing that was on the short end of the stick, surprisingly, was Mario Strikers. But we finally got a, another trailer for it though. And it is kind of interesting how, like, I guess, like, if one of the moves you can do is, like, you can dribble up the, I was about to say dribble up the court, dribble up the field, um, and you can literally do, like, a slide tackle into, like, one of your other teammates, and that could push them forward. So it's like, you can have, like, team assists that kind of help score and everything like that. You, of course, you still have, like, your traditional stuff, like, where you're able to, um, you know, charge your shot, and it will kind of increase the accuracy of that. Or even those sliding tackles, along with you kind of boosting dribbling up the ball up the field you can also do it to kind of stop somebody that happens to be running out of reach though so honestly th this game is shaping up to be really cool and stuff i do like the how the fact of the big emphasis for online so i'm like okay so with all of that I i'm thinking that it this is gonna be a great game to play with a whole bunch of friends and stuff especially since you're gonna have like leagues and stuff like that i mean Sanka, you know i'm gonna be forming a league with all of our people on discord and stuff like that though so hopefully uh we can tear it up on the court though i you said you weren't gonna or, get the game did I, you just I said court again ah uh, shoot i don't know why i keep wanting to say court i i don't man i'm just coming off at the end of the basketball season with the playoffs and all that stuff i, I don't know it's still running in the back of my head though but feel <laughs> there's running up and down the field though i don't know it, it should be a lot of fun though it should be a lot of fun though but did you say you were gonna get this game or pass or wait i can't remember what you said i don't think you said you were gonna get uh, it though i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm gonna pass i don't really okay. i don't it doesn't really seem that interesting to me all righty but I, I i went and got the uh the original one on the gamecube and I actually fired that one up um, not too long ago. And I actually really like the that stuff that they fun. were doing on that one. So that one was actually really cool and fun. So I was like, I was like, yeah, but I, I wanted to play with people online. I was like, well, you can't do that with this sucker, though. But I was like, okay, I'm glad they're releasing a brand new one, though. So, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this game. And the more and more they keep showing off on it, though, it looks pretty cool. Some people are kind of worried about, you know, the list of characters. And some people are worried about, like, where's Daisy and all of this stuff? And I was like, y'all, y'all don't really care about Daisy. I'm like, get, get the heck out of here with this Daisy talk. I was like, hey, it, it, hey, it cometh, Nintendo give it, and Nintendo take it. I mean, remember, Nintendo gave us Daisy and Smash. No Waluigi. Now you got Waluigi and Mario Strikers, but you don't have Daisy up in here, though. So I'd rather give them it take out Waluigi and give us Daisy instead. Bruh. I, Waluigi fans deserve nothing. No, 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 no. Well, no. Waluigi in the original one, um, he, he did that, like, one winning animation where he was like, suck it, or whatever, though. Ever since I saw that, I was like, oh, shoot. You know what? He's kind of cool in this game. I'm fine with it. Or, I'm cool with him up in this game, though. But any other ones, it's like, ah, whatever, though. But in this one, he's kind of funny, though. But anyway, that that's pretty much it in terms of the Mario Striker stuff I had to go through and talk about. And we'll move on to the very last little bit of, um, the very last topic I have in terms of our gaming news, that being all of the Nintendo fiscal reports that we okay, recently but got. But what I were you shall, about to say? 
Zard, am I going to be mad with the top 10? Uh, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Or at least that's what I'm hoping because uh, uh, the top 10, I don't think it changed too much. I don't think it changed too much, but um, I'm, I'm trying to look I it up over here. Pokemon beating Mario or Breath of the Wild, I will scream. No, I don't, I don't. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. No, because if it was, I would. I would have said. I would have said brace yourself. I didn't say brace yourself. So I think. I think we're doing better right now. No, I. Not not that kind of brace yourself. All right, so I'm trying to pull up the list over here real quick. Let's see here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, so here we go. Here, here's the top ten. This is what people are interested in. So at spot number ten, Ring Fit Adventure still managed to hold it at fourteen point zero nine million units. You have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at fourteen point five three million units. The at new upcoming. What, uh, that's at spot number nine. Okay, like one Pokemon game. Go ahead. All right, and then spot number eight, another new rising star, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl at 14.65 million like, units. Like another Pokemon game. Uh, spot above it, Super Mario Super Mario Party. Gosh, dang. 17.78 million units. Okay. And then not going a, up, up from there. Pokemon game, but. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey at 23.5 million units. Yard, you lied oh, to me. No! Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then at spot number one, adults, threes, quattro. At spot number four, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I literally could okay. no. I literally looked so, at this list before, and I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was okay, close, so but I did not think it passed it. We have it. an undeserved spot for Lexco. We have another undeserved spot for BDSP. And we have another undeserved spot for Sword and Shit. <laughs> Anyway, uh, spot number spot number four, Breath of the Wild at twenty six point five five million units. Spot number three, Smash Bros. Ultimate at twenty eight point one seven million units, and then Animal Crossing New Horizons at thirty eight point six four million units. Gosh dang! And then the king well, that can never that never can be caught, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe at forty five point three three million. Yeah, there's no way. No, it's it's not. It's not gonna catch it, especially now that we have the DLC for um, Mario Kart, and that's just gonna keep people actively talking about it. Because that's gonna the DLC for that's gonna last all the way to the tail end of 2023. So that's even gonna. Because like for example, I have a friend who had Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, didn't really need to have the need to play it or slash get it on the switch itself because he had the eight version he, he was kind of content with it but the second they announced the dlc he was like crap they're not going to do a mario kart 9 anytime soon i'm going to finally go ahead and dip and get the game so there's going to be people like that out there or slash they might not have you know but it's always the game that, or it's always the game that most people will get when they buy a switch anyway though so i just feel like with that dlc in there it's just going to spike it up even higher though but that's our new top 10 list though but I did want to talk about some other games that did sell in the millions that also just recently popped up at the list because technically at spot number um let's see here. Yeah, because Pokemon Legends Arceus, remember that game came out January of this year, right? Um these fiscal reports go to the end of March. 
So literally in the span of three months, Pokemon Legends Arceus sold 12.64 million units. Like that, it was kind of crazy, but it, it sold that much in three months. I was like, "What the heck?" Like I said, you don't need to. You you just slap Pokemon in in the name, and there you go. Sales like over ten million. <laughs> I mean, by the time that we get to another report, I think before Pokemon Gen Nine comes out, it might very well kick Ring Fit Adventure out of the uh out of the the tenth spot. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like it, it it probably would kick it out of the 10th spot, and it might kick Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee out of its number 9 spot. Give it a little more time, and I feel like it, it, it's going to get up there. Hopefully it passes BDSP, because honestly, man, I'm just so sick. I was like, out of all the remakes, BDSP, that just left a sour taste in my um, mouth. I'm glad that they made up with it with Legends Arsene. So if they didn't do that, oh, I really would have been sick to the stomach, though. But, um, yeah, so I think another noteworthy one to mention, uh, Mario Party Superstars, that one's at 6.88 million units. So that one's pretty good. And then uh, the big talk, Metroid Dread. That one is now the best-selling Metroid game of all time within the span of, what was it, six months from October to March? October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, about the span of six months, best-selling Metroid game ever. And it's at point. Nine million units. I know there's a bet between some YouTubers I watch. I wish this sucker would have sold three million. I was like, dang, where where the heck were y'all at? I needed this thing to at least sell at a perfect great three million. I'm like, oh, oh goodness. But anyway, though, and then I think the last brand new one that we had released recently was uh Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Which when did that game release Sonic Q? Um, oh, I forget. Was it early March or late March? I'm pretty sure it was early March. It was late March. It was like the 20th something, right? I think. Uh-oh. Let me look it up. I think it was, because that's the interesting thing. Kirby and Forgot All That. Uh, March 25th. Yeah, March 25th. These reports were as of March 35th. So literally, I think 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31 Almost about a week, not even quite a week. Kirby and the Forgotten Land sold 2.65 million units in that short span of time. Almost about a week, and it sold that much. I was like, gosh, dang. Oh, boy. I'll probably get it at some point. I I just need to sit down and get it, though. But... All right, so I have to like do something real quick, so I'll probably have to like leave right here. But luckily, you know, we're at the end. Yeah, yeah, we're we're basically right at the end though. But uh, before you go, I guess you can kind of do your little outro, your little mini outro. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull something from from Gigi's. <gasps> All right, and then, and there's that boy goes though. But I'll leave everything down in the description box down below for Sonic Q in terms of. Uh, where you can find him, his Twitter, his um, Twitch, as well as his YouTube account. All that will be down in the description box down below to check him out on there, though. But yeah, so at least he he, he managed to stick with me almost to the very end, though, because at least by now that covered all of our news topics that we had up on here, though. So um, there's a few more things I want to talk about, though, in our last little few little mini segments, though. So we'll go ahead and talk about, so about that show.
right, so here lately, I actually managed to watch quite a bit of stuff here lately. And in terms of the anime side of things, uh, I already went ahead and talked about all the shows I was watching from um, for at least this new spring anime season, though. But in the middle of it, while I'm, you know, waiting for more episodes to kind of air out for certain shows I'm watching, I actually decided to go back and watch all of My Hero Academia from almost start to finish. I didn't decide to rewatch season one again because I think I already watched that one like once or twice already. So I actually jumped back at season two and currently I'm all the way at season four, about at the halfway point of season four right now. Gosh, it was, it, it was great going back through and rewatching some of those um episodes though. And honestly, shoot, it almost kind of made me shed a tear at some of those like critical moments in like season three, a little bit in season four though. I mean, man, it, it was, man, it's been a great ride so far. I kind of wanted to go through and watch season two through five all again before we get to that new war arc that we're about to get for season six that'll happen later in the fall of this year. So I feel like season five was really rough and I was like, well, shoot, might as well go ahead and just rewatch the whole series though. But it's been amazing going back through and re-binging all of that though. So that's what I've been doing on the anime side of things. In terms of the movie side of things, um, outside of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which I kind of gave my impressions about earlier, um, I actually did manage to sit down and actually managed to watch Turning Red on Disney+. Plus. I mean, that's like one of the three movies that I needed to watch. It was Turning Red, um, Encanto, as well as the new Chip and Dale movie. The Chip and Dale movie I'll probably watch sometime this week, maybe on Friday or something like that. I, I don't know. Friday, Saturday, something like that. Maybe sometime this weekend, though. But... Turning Red was actually really, it, it, it was it was entertaining. At first, I thought I was going to be off-put based upon her character and the way how she kind of acted or whatever, though, because it, it was a little bit over the top in those like first few opening minutes. But after you kind of got beyond that, it, it was so funny throughout the length of the film, though. But it felt like her character, it, it, it kind of got expanded, expanded upon. Uh, it just seemed like that. You know, with most Disney movies, they kind of have like a big motive or like a big point that they're trying to discuss with you as the the watcher. And that was basically the whole thing was, hey, it's good to honor your parents, but don't let them dictate your life because your life is your life and you only got one of it. So respect your your parents and stuff like that, but you don't necessarily have to do everything down to the T in terms of your aspirations and your goals and stuff like that. Respectfully tell them this is what you prefer to do, but don't necessarily just go off the deep end and just, you know, act your own kind of way and just totally disrespect them. There's differences between the two, but that was the main point that kind of um, showcased off in that movie though. So honestly, it was pretty cool. It was pretty funny. It, it was a great laugh or nothing like that. Um, not, not like the best movie I've seen out there ever though, but it was still entertaining nonetheless though. So hopefully, um, here soon I'll get to watch the Chippendale movie and then maybe mm, finally manage to sit down and watch the Encanto though. But it does have my stamp of approval for Turning Red. Great movie. If you hadn't watched it, you might as well try it out though, because uh, it was pretty fun. Oh, I do have to say that one girl, I can't remember her name though, but the one that was like over the top, like she was like short, black hair, um, and half the time was almost trying to speak like, what's it like, almost another language or something like that um, during some moments, though. But she, she was out there all the time. It was like half angry half the time or whatever, though. Because she was probably one of my favorite characters because her randomness was just completely out there. I, I'll have to say so myself, though. But yeah, so that's basically it in terms of the what I've been watching segment, though. So we'll go ahead and transition over to one of my last segments I have for tonight. 
That being uh, what you've been playing. And in terms of what I've been playing recently, honestly, I hadn't been doing a lot of stuff out of my typical norm. I felt like I've been playing a lot of Splatoon 2. That's that's what I've been kind of doing um, if I had little bits of free time with my good buddy um, Bronto. But outside of that, I honestly, I should be playing a little bit more Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. But I, I just kind of paused for a hot moment because then I had like, I had some other stuff going on in my life with graduations and stuff with siblings and family members and other stuff. I just kind of been putting it on the hold. And I think lately, I guess I've been doing a lot of Pokemon Go here re recently. I mean, I know that's not like a console game or whatever, though, but it's been all in the um, it's been all for trying to get my living decks completed. So I've been doing a little bit of um, Pokemon Go. And then I actually picked up Omega Ruby as well as uh, Pokemon Y. And I've been going through and playing through some of those games to get some of those other Pokemon off of there, though. But I think in terms of, yeah, that's basically it in terms of the games I've been most recently been playing um, for the most part, though. So not a whole bunch. I just hadn't had the time. I felt like I've been probably watching a little bit more anime than I have been playing a little bit more games, though. I don't know. But that will definitely change once we get into the month of June. And we start going through, and then we have, what was it, the Mario Strikers Battle League, and then we have Fire Emblem Three Hopes. You then turn around in July, and you have, Uber, uh, you have Data Live, or Data Live. <laughs> no, that that's an anime I'm watching, bro. No, Live Alive. And then also Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I don't know. That will last me a whole month, all throughout the month of August. And then you have Splatoon 3 in September. I feel like at that point, once June comes, then it's a non, it's a non, or it's an ongoing train. Of just game after game after game but at least between now and the release of that very first game i've just been kind of in a little bit of a lull so i've just been kind of casually playing some games on the side though but yeah so if, if y'all been playing anything good or interesting let me know down in the comment section down below because i'll be curious to hear your thoughts as well though but that's basically going to do it in terms of my zarcast episode 33 so quite a bit of stuff i had to go through and talk about and honestly a, a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff that's happened within the past two weeks. I felt like when I was going down and trying to write down all of these different topics and stuff like that, like it, it was quite a bit of stuff. I thought it would probably take me up to two hours, but it was kind of close to around uh, an hour and a half with my good buddy um, Sonic U, though. So yeah, so that's basically gonna do it um, for everything I have within this one show, though. But yeah, so once again, just another reminder. I got all the stuff down in the description box down below for Sonic Q and where you can find them on his different social media outlets and stuff like that. And as well as all of my stuff down there in the description box down below as well, though. But that's going to basically do it in terms of my Zarkast episode 33. So if you really like this show, make sure you go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay up to date on all things video game related. I feel like talking about and discussing as well as some Marvel stuff and everything else in between though and if you happen to be one of my listeners that happen to be watching this on google apple spotify or even amazon music spot uh, podcast um make sure to go ahead and hit that like go ahead and hit the subscribe or follow whichever way to, <laughs> how um each one of those outlets um handles so that way you don't happen to miss any of my episodes give it a quick little review and just let me know or just share out this podcast let them know say hey we're just a few guys over here just talking about video game news and anything else in the pop culture that might be happening here um, lately, though. But that's basically going to do it in terms of this um, show, though. So remember, y'all, until whatever video I make next and until my Zarkast episode 34, I'll see y'all later.